Hello and welcome to the Strong Girl Squad podcast. My name is Chelsea and my aim is to simplify weight loss for women who feel like they've tried every single diet under the sun so they never have to quote unquote diet again. Through these podcasts, I hope to educate you, I hope to support you, and I hope to motivate you to make sure that you're on the right path to achieving your ultimate goals, and so that ultimately you can live a healthier, happier life, confident in the decisions you're making around your training, around your food, and around your general well-being. If you find this episode helpful, I would appreciate it if you could share it with someone who may also benefit and make sure you're following the Stronger Squad podcast to keep up to date with the episodes. If you're interested in working with me and would like more information on when the next intake of E6, my Evolve in 6 program, which is designed to help women set the foundations to living a healthier and happier life, just drop me a message on Instagram. My handle is strong underscore girl squad with E6 or fill in the show notes below. I hope you enjoy this episode and I'll talk to you soon. Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. In this episode, I'm going to run through a few of the struggles that popped up in the um, check-ins this week because I think as much as I give you guys written responses, it's quite well, I, I think it would be beneficial to hear me speak a little bit more in detail about them. So hopefully um, you can learn quicker and it just makes more sense. So I thought, why not record another podcast about them? Um, so first topic that I wanted to chat about is regarding alcohol and hangovers. Because as you know, I went out on the weekend, even though I had originally planned not to drink. Um, but it was a friend's 30th and I hadn't been out with my friends in ages. And of course I did drink and drank way too much and was extremely hungover on the Sunday. But I wanted to chat about it because I know, you know, having social occasions like this is something that we all go through and that I know you ladies go through. So I thought I could give you some of my tips in regards to that. It's probably most likely that these type of nights are going to be inevitable, um, you know, because if if going out with your friends and having some drinks is something that you enjoy doing, then absolutely, I would never tell you not to do it because I would never tell you not to do something if I wouldn't do it. Um, but I guess it's just about learning how to manage it. I mean, if you're going out every weekend and the habits or the behaviors you follow, you know, when you are hungover include just you know, significantly overeating, not doing anything, your energy and your mood's low, and that's happening every weekend and you have certain goals. Um, even if you don't have a weight loss goal, like generally for your health, it's not good, um, as you probably know. And I talk about it like through experience because, you know, I used to be really, really bad where I used to go out Friday, Saturday, probably Sunday as well, drinking all the time. My mood, my energy was down. My mental health wasn't great. Um, thankfully uh that has all changed and I don't drink that often anymore maybe like every six or eight weeks so when I do go out I actually don't feel bad anymore whereas before because I knew I used to do it every single weekend I would get in a very negative vicious cycle because I didn't want to drink and then I just drank anyway and then um yeah I guess like the whole mindset kind of thing just went downhill but anyway back to it If it's something that you're not doing every weekend and, you know, it's once in a blue moon or whatever it is, then it's absolutely fine. Like, don't don't feel bad about it. I guess probably some of my recommendations would be, and this is what I've actually started doing now, is I actually plan my hangover day, um, although this weekend I didn't 
but I don't care because I hadn't had one in ages. But, you know, if it's something that, you know, you're going to have a very social month, then plan your hangover days, i.e. make sure the day before you go to the shops and you get some, you know, maybe some more nutritious foods or some foods that you know that you probably might crave and have them in the fridge. That way you're not, you know, um, potentially ordering takeaways, which is going to cost you a million bucks, but also takeaways are always very, very, very high in calories. Whereas, you know, if you had gotten a pizza from Aldi or you had gotten a ready meal from, you know, Tesco's or whatever it is, you're still hitting that like kind of craving box, but you're not having to spend a thousand plus calories on one single meal. So I think being prepared in that sense is always great. Also, you know, I mean, I know it's probably the last thing you feel like doing, but, um, you know, if you often feel like a big brekkie after a night out, then why don't you get some bits and bobs in, have it in the fridge, have it in the cupboard, and then you can actually make that yourself. So again, you're not spending loads of money on takeaway and two, you're not ordering, you know, a 2000 calorie, you know, big breakfast in when you could have made that yourself for a thousand calories, just say, it's like looking at little things like that. And it's not to say that every single time you're going to do this, or even if you get that food and you have it in your fridge, you may wake up the next day and feel horrendous that you can't cook, but at least you have that option there. You know, you've kind of tried to make a bit of an effort to, um, pre-plan that hangover day and have those things available if you so choose to opt for them. Another thing that I would recommend is making sure that you get bloody loads of water in. Like luckily for me, I love sparkling water. Like I love, well, that sounds posh as anything, but you know, just soda water, wherever it is. Um, and often when I'm hungover, I, I crave like that, that type of fizzy drink. So if you do, and you do like sparkling water, like on the weekend, I got like two big two liter bottles in and I smashed like one and a half, well, one two liter bottle and another one. Um, so for me, I felt like I was having a fizzy drink. It was quenching my thirst and, um, kind of doing that bit for me, but also, because when we drink, it makes us really, really, really dehydrated. Like you need to make sure that you're still getting loads and loads of water in the next day. Often normal water can make me feel quite sick if I'm already feeling a little bit hungover in itself. But for some reason, like the fizzy water makes me feel good. So that's that That was one of my bonuses from being hungover. Um, alternatively, if you do like fizzy drinks, try and get the diet ones because, you know, full fat uh, fizzy drinks are very high in sugar very high in calorie so if you can try and just be a bit smart about those choices it it, one it'll just make you feel a little bit better about not completely overindulging um, but also just being a little prepared for that hangover day is I think key here or at least having those options available to you you know they're there you can choose them if you want but obviously if you don't plan at all which sometimes may happen it's fine um, well of course you're not going to bloody make probably smarter food choices or drink choices. You're just going to go for whatever's easiest, whatever the, you know, list of takeaway places can give you at that time. So things like that, I think, you know, it's it's good to like bear in mind, especially if you want to reduce the feelings of guilt of overindulging way too much. But I think, you know, and I talk about a lot is like at the end of the day, this is life is for living. You, you Like you should be able to go out and enjoy like nights out with your friends and not have your first thought of, you know, you feeling guilty because you've overindulged. Like I said, if you're doing it every weekend and you have particular goals, then yeah, you do have to probably rethink your decisions and whether or not you have to drink every time. But if it's every now and again, 
And, you know, if you really want to do it, then go ahead and bloody do it. But, you know, just kind of set yourself up, up for success and have those smarter food choices in the cupboard, in the fridge the next day, just so that you can opt for them if you so wish to. Another thing I want to m- mention is that, you know, when you drink, your water, uh, your body is going to retain a hell of a lot more water because of what alcohol does to our bodies. It dehydrates us. So our body's trying to hold on to as much water as possible to make sure that we don't get too dehydrated. So if you have a night out, you've had a fair few bevos, maybe you've had a takeaway at the end of the night, whatever it is, if you jump on the scales the next day, I guarantee you it's going to increase. So I personally wouldn't even bother jumping on the scales if that's something you're doing until Wednesday, until um, you know that water retention kind of comes down. If you do jump on the scales and you see it has increased, do not stress. Do not start having a bloody field day and thinking I've put on, you know, five pounds in one night. You haven't. It's the alcohol. It's the water retention. So if you know that's something that triggers you, don't jump on the scales the day after. Wait for a couple of days until everything's settled down. If you are going to jump on the scales, though, just, yeah, bear in mind that it's not it, it's not fat over in one night. It's very, very hard to put that much fat on overnight um and remember our our scale weight will fluctuate on a daily basis for all of these reasons so i just thought that would be an important topic to mention so that you're not getting demotivated um and it doesn't send you down that bloody rabbit hole of feeling guilty for going out and enjoying time with your friends life is for living and if you want to go out with your friends go out with your friends and enjoy it and as i always say just like you know, if someone goes away on a holiday or has a few days off, like your habits and your routine will be there when you get back from holiday or your habits and routines will be there that Monday after you've gone out. They haven't gone anywhere. You haven't lost them or you know what you have to do. It is as simple as on a Monday getting up and just getting back into normal routine. That's exactly what I did this week. Old me would have been in a vicious cycle feeling shit about myself for the rest of the week and probably would have just ate shit and not done anything. New me is in a completely different mindset because I went out, I had fun, I didn't want to feel guilty about it and I knew that if I got up on Monday and I just continued on with my week, yes, my head was a little fuzzy but, you know, I just got back into the swing of things. I went and did my food shop, um, I got a walk-in, you know, I was making sure I was drinking my water, things like that. So don't stress when you go for a night out and you have a few bevos and you end up hungover. You just your routines, your habits are there waiting for you. You get up on the Monday and you just continue moving forward. That is literally as simple as it has to be. It's your mindset around that. If you feel so guilty that you let it continue on throughout the week, which means you're not working out, you're not getting your steps in, you haven't planned your meals, you're eating shit, well, that you're choosing to let it ruin your week and continue on. Whereas if you just draw a line under it on a Sunday and say, look, yeah, this is it. I've had a bit of a splurge day. I'm hungover. I didn't move much, but tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to get my shit sorted and I'm just going to continue moving forward. That is as simple as it has to be. Do not procrastinate. Do not let you know yourself talk to, to yourself negatively about, oh, I shouldn't have done this or I overate or I feel shit or my mood's low. It is what it is. It's happened. You had a great time. Don't regret it. Just get up Monday and keep moving forward. That is all you have to do. So I thought I'd just mention that because I can relate to that this weekend. Um, the second topic I wanted to talk about was um, the cravings for sweet stuff. So in any diet or if your goal is weight loss, I, and I'm just popping off a post today about it, is I recommend having a chocolate biscuit or having a small slice of 
you know, chocolate or whatever it is every single day. The reason that I recommend doing this is because, and I'm sure you probably can relate when I speak about this, when you followed certain diets in the past, they have made you or you have been led to believe that you cannot have sweets, you cannot have biscuits, you cannot have chocolate, you cannot have pizza, you cannot have all these lovely delicious things in your diet because otherwise you won't lose weight. And those are things that have made you potentially gain weight. The reality is those foods haven't made you gain weight. The reason you gained weight was because you ate more than you were moving, okay? So never look at any foods as good or bad because no food is good or bad. And that's something that I, you know, try and teach you and coach you through when we work together. All for, all foods should be like, I think the word's dichotomize. Like you shouldn't dichotomize. But then again, I'm not very smart about those things. So I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is stop looking at food as good or bad and stop looking at, you know, chocolates and sweets as things you're not allowed to have just because you have a weight loss goal. You can absolutely have these things. The issue is, is when you restrict something like lollies or chocolates or biscuits because you think you have to do that in order to lose weight, what will end up happening, and this is normally how it goes, is during the week you restrict all these things because you think, yeah, I'm being good, I'm on track, whatever it is. It gets the weekend, the weekend's a bit more social, you're a bit more relaxed, and then you think, oh, I've been really good this week, so I'm going to have some chocolate on the weekend. That's my treat. It gets the weekend, you have the chocolate, but because you've been restricting all week, you've been like building it up, you're really excited for it. Sorry, that was my alarm. You're really excited for it because you haven't had it for so long. When it comes to actually eating that piece of chocolate, you can't stop yourself or that biscuit. You can't stop yourself at one. You end up eating half the packet of the biscuits or a block of chocolate without even realizing it and it's because you've built up this excitement in your head that you've been so good you've not been allowed to have this thing and let's be honest when something's restricted or you like don't let yourself have something it it becomes more desirable so to speak so whereas if you enjoy chocolate but you know that if you restrict it and then you go to have some on the weekend you end up eating way more than you actually wanted My recommendation is to have a piece of chocolate every single day because what this does is take the excitement out of it and it's you just knowing that you're not restricting, you're allowed to have your chocolate and then, you know, a lot of the times, and it does take time to kind of change your mindset around this and um, work on this type of habit, but, you know, because you had your piece of chocolate, yeah, maybe sometimes you might eat more than you should. But over time, you know that, okay, I've had my piece today or after my dinner with my tea, I don't really need to eat a whole block because I'm not restricting anymore. I know that tomorrow night after I have my dinner with my cup of tea, I'm going to have another slice. So it's it doesn't seem so far away. It doesn't seem as exciting because you know that tomorrow you get to have it. You don't have to restrict it and not have it for another week. So I think when you change your mindset around having like, like my bloody weakness is Haribo's, um, but when you change your mindset around, you know, not being allowed to have certain foods just because you have a weight loss goal, there is a massive shift in kind of the results you see, but also the habits you habits and routines you have around your eating patterns. So like I said, you have whatever your little treat is and, you know, factoring it into your day as well. If you've like fully vegged out all day and overindulged and then you think okay well I'm allowed to have a a piece of chocolate every day well like I'm talking in terms of you know you you've been making smart food choices throughout the day you're making sure that you're still hitting your protein targets because that's super important you're making sure that you're still getting enough out of your main meals 
So that has all been ticked off. And then you're like, yes, then I can have my piece of chocolate when I have a cup of tea at the end of the day. That is the way that I think you you can try and um, build it into your lifestyle. Because like I said, once you take the excitement out of it, and I guess the idea of not being allowed to have it, it doesn't seem as desirable because you know you're having it the next day and the next day and the next day. So I thought that would be something uh, quite handy to have a chat about. Just going to have a sip of water, bloody hell. Mm. So if you're someone who likes sweet stuff, chocolate, whatever it is, have a single serving portion of it every single day and just test it out. See how you feel. Do you feel that you're still having it every, you know, overindulging every single day after two weeks? If you are, then obviously we probably need to look at something else in regards to that. But if you find that, you know what, you're okay with having a small piece every single night, knowing that tomorrow night you get to have it again and again and again, then that is ultimately going to be the best approach for you. But I, these things take time to figure out. And also it's very individual. Like for me personally, I just don't have that shit in my, in my cupboard because I I'm, I don't do that. I, if I buy a bag of Harry Bows, then um, yeah, I'm going mental on it. But in saying that, that's probably also because I don't normally buy them for that reason. So maybe I've just answered my own question there. But I have found like when I got this massive jar of lollies for my birthday, like so big, I didn't eat that whole jar in one night. I knew it was there every night. I just had a few lollies. It actually ended up lasting me ages, um, to be fair. But the point I'm trying to get across is, you know, it's going to be individual to kind of how you are as a person. But if you like your sweets, you like your chocolate, then just try having maybe some smaller portions every single night. Factor it into your meals and into your calories if you're calculating cal- uh, if you're counting calories um, and just see if that takes kind of the excitement out of it and helps reduce when you do eat that one thing, the chances of you actually going mental and overeating, so to speak. Third little thing I want to talk about is hitting your targets. Um, and I know this is a very kind of common struggle that, you know, most women do go through. Obviously, and you've heard me talk about it, I set targets for steps, water, um, you know, nutritional targets, workouts, things like that. And I know a very common feeling of like feeling guilty if you don't get everything ticked off every single day is something that you probably all have struggled with at some point. And I know it's easier said than done, but like I said, I keep saying it, they are just targets so that you have an idea of what we're working towards. But I would never expect you ladies to tick all of those targets off every single day of every single week. I don't. And I know without it sounding negative, you will not be able to do that. The reason I know that is because you have a life to live. You have jobs, you have kids to look after, you have other shit going on in your life that you also need to take care of. Like, it's not just you trying to look after your health. It, you, you have to live your life, look after the house. If you've got animals, if you've got kids, if you've got a partner, like there's so many other responsibilities that you have in your life that you also need to tick off. And I think it's really important to come away. And this is what it comes down to a lot of time is perfectionism. You know, society and social media and everything has made us believe that in order to get where we need to be or in order to achieve weight loss goals or whatever it is, you have to be hitting these targets 100%. Otherwise, you will fail. The reality is the only time you will fail is if you let like not hitting a target 
put you into like a vicious cycle of guilt and then that demotivates you and that stops you from continuing to move forward or continuing to show up for yourself and you know try and hit some form of that target if you think if you have the mindset that well I can't hit that target perfectly so what's the point in hitting it at all that is when you will fail absolutely I I say a lot of like kind of motivational quotes I like to think because I quite you know resonate with them but something is always better than nothing you can't hit your 7,000 steps I don't give a shit you can't hit your 7,000 steps what I do expect you to do is try for something don't give up and not try get 1,000 steps get 2,000 steps whatever it is you still try to hit something because something is better than nothing and even psycho like psychologically or mentally for you if you can't hit that 7,000 steps and you don't bother at all you're going to feel absolutely shit about yourself because you know you could have done better but you chose not to whereas if you thought right I can't hit 7,000 steps today I've got a super busy day that's fine but what I will try and do is maybe go out for a 10 minute walk or maybe I'll try and hit a thousand steps or maybe I'll focus on something else today where I'll get my water intake in or maybe I'll just make sure that my nutrition is on point. Like something is always better than nothing. And just because you can't hit that target that I've set you doesn't mean you're a failure at all. I never hit my targets all the time. And this is a mindset I've had to change. I used to be extremely hard on myself when I couldn't get every single thing on my list ticked up every day. The reality is I do not have time to get every single thing done every single day. I don't always get my steps in. I don't always hit my water. Um, you know, I don't always get these, these things perfect. And no one does because that is just the reality of life. But just trying to do something, you know, even if it's not at that exact target, is always going to be better than nothing. Because like, even though you probably don't realize it, like every single small like thing that you tick off in terms of not necessarily your 7,000 steps, but even if you get 3,000 steps, like that's 3,000 more steps than, you, than, than none, if that makes sense. And if you have a particular goal that you're working toward, a lot of women are focused on the outcome, the weight loss goal or, um, you know, fat loss or muscle building or whatever it is. They just keep focusing on that end goal, right? But you you can't get there without all the little steps in between. And those little steps include not necessarily the 7,000 steps, as in steps as in um, like stepping stones in between. I thought I'd just clarify that. But like without those little stepping stones in between, you can't get to your ultimate goal or the outcome. So if that means that you can't hit 7,000 steps, but you can hit 3,000 steps, you're still moving yourself towards that outcome but if you choose to do nothing then you're choosing not to move yourself towards that ultimate outcome that you're you know you're you're trying to get to so I think it's really really important to recognize that 7,000 is just a target that I've set because it's something good to work towards okay just because you can't get it doesn't mean you're a failure but I expect you to try and do something because when you do nothing that is when you won't move closer towards your goals and I you know I'm I will always show you ladies compassion and, you know, always try and help you find different approaches to what will work best for you. Because like I said, there's a million and one approaches out there to get things done. What I expect from you though, is to show up for yourself and to do something. I don't care if something means 
it's 500 steps. I really don't give a shit if that is all it is, but it's better than you doing absolutely nothing and sit on your ass and thinking, well, I can't get to 7,000, so what's the point? So I just thought I'd mention that. That was like, I think, a bit of tough, tough love, but also like just because like, you know, when you show up for yourself or when you let not being able to hit a certain target dictate your mood, dictate your actions, that's when you can get caught up in this vicious cycle of like the all or nothing mindset. That is literally what it is, perfectionism and all or nothing. Looking after yourself, and I keep saying it, is a year-round thing. As much as it sounds boring, it's a year-round thing that you need to do every single day in some form, every single year, because ultimately you want to live a long and happy life. And that takes you prioritizing your health in some form or another year-round, whether that's hitting your targets or at least trying to aim for something. That is all I expect from you. But I assure you, if you do something over nothing, physically you'll feel better, but mentally you'll just know, look, I couldn't get all this shit ticked off today or this week because we all have shit weeks. But you know what? I I think I did. I got my workouts in. That's all. You know, I, at least I got my workouts in. And that's good enough for me. And that should be good enough for you. Okay. Because some weeks go to plan and some weeks don't. And you have to get comfortable with the reality of life being like that. And once you get comfortable with it being up and down, that is when you realize the world's not going to fucking end. If I didn't get everything ticked off, all I can do is next week, if there's certain areas that I wish I did better in, how can I, or what plan can I put in place to make sure that I do, I do get all my steps in next week. And that's what I'm going to focus on. Like that is it. And it just means that, you know, each week you might be focusing on something a little more than the other because you felt you wanted to improve on that from the following, uh, from the past week. That's all it's about get up, keep going, keep trying your best. That's all you can bloody well do. Okly So another thing I just wanted to mention is that I know there's a few of you who work quite uh, long work shifts, like really long days. Um, and I think kind of what I just wanted to say is on those really, really long work days, don't set too high of expectations for yourself. And what I mean by this is if you know it's going to be an extremely long day, and by the end of it, you are freaking tired and all you want to do is go home and chill out and rest, then that is absolutely okay. Like I do this every single week. What I do is I look at my diary. I put all the things in that I know I have to get done. You know, my work shifts, training clients, um, all those type of things, the things that like are non-negotiable, I have to do every single week. And then I look at, okay, so when do I have the most time to get my workouts in or when am I not going to be as tired to get my workouts in? And that is when I will plan to get my workouts in. So another thing with that is that, and I know you you obviously already know this, but I'm going to say it anyway, like with those days, try and be as prepared as possible. If that means you have to meal prep the night before to make sure that your day goes to plan to get all your lunch ready and everything, then you meal prep and you get your shit sorted the day before. Or even so, if you know you have three long back-to-back days, before those three days, meal prep, prep as much as you can, get shit organized so that ultimately when it comes to those days, you just, in terms of your food, you just have to take the food out of the fridge or the food out of the cupboards or, you know, it doesn't, seem like a really really big chore to get your food stuff sorted but I think taking the pressure off yourself when you do have those really really long days is super important and then just looking at the other days in the week where potentially you can get a workout in um, or you can do your meal prep and it is going to come down to you being 
prepared and planning, which takes time. I get it. But if it means that you are going to feel more on track, if it means it's going to take pressure for you throughout the week, and if it means you're going to um, be able to, you know, make smarter food choices because you've got things ready there, then these are things you need to think about. And I'm not saying it's easy because it's not easy. And some days you may just not be asked, and I get it. But I think overall, if you want to be making sure that you're you know, sticking to kind of as much as you can of your healthy habits, looking after yourself whilst also working really freaking long days, then you need to be planning in advance. And that takes you making a conscious effort of doing it. And that takes you like makes you, you have to take time out of your day to plan your workouts, to plan your meals and to kind of put a little, I guess, strategy in place to say, look, I know I'm working these three big days, um, but this is either what I want to focus on for those days if you can't work out or at least figure out a plan throughout the week saying I know I've got to work these shit ton of hours but this is when I'm going to get my workouts in I'm also going to go and do my grocery shop on the weekend and try and like have some ready meals in the freezer or batch cook some food in the freezer so that when I get home I don't need to worry about cooking I can just take shit out of the freezer heat it up Bob's your uncle I've got you know meals there and I've made my life as easy as it possibly can when I do have those really, really big work days. I think this is especially important if you do have kids as well, because among the long work days and trying to fit your workouts in and trying to look after yourself, you obviously also have to look after your children as well. So any tiny thing that you can do in advance and plan in advance is going to take a lot of the stress out of having those long days and ultimately is going to help you kind of still feel like you're on track and doing everything you possibly can to make sure that you are looking after yourself but I think also just take the bloody pressure off a bit like do you know what I mean on those really long days don't work out maybe you won't get your steps in whatever it is but one thing you can focus on is being prepped with your meals or as much as possible the day before so that you know that next day you've got your breakfast sorted you got your lunch dinner's pretty much in the fridge so when you get home all you have to do is heat it up for the kids, etc. So looking at tiny things like that will go 100% a long way, but it just takes you being a bit of bit organized and sitting down and planning it and kind of doing everything you possibly can potentially on the weekend or, you know, a day or two before those actual long um, work days. And this kind of comes on to this topic as well of feeling overwhelmed with trying to get everything done. And I guess it ties into the last couple of things that I've been speaking about. But like I said, you don't have to get everything ticked off every day. You don't have to get a workout in. You don't have to get your steps in. You don't have to get your water in. You don't have to hit your calories on point. You don't have to log your calories. You don't have to log your workout every single day. Like you don't have to do all of these things. So what I would recommend is if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed with like you have to hit all these things first and foremost I'm I'm telling you from my, like from me as your coach they're there but I do not expect you to hit everything 100% of the time and that is just something that hopefully I'm trying to ingrain in you and you can you know you're learning as we go that the target's there but I don't expect you to hit them every day what I would suggest is just break it down and then look at things like okay so what is something that I really want to work on? Is it your nutrition? If nutrition is something that you think um, is an area that you struggle with the most and you really want to work on that area, then 
let's just focus on nutrition. Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, like for the ladies in the E6 program, obviously they do have workouts that I have programmed, but I know a lot of you love doing your classes. And at the moment, if your um, classes are already kind of embedded into your routine, embedded into your lifestyle, that's something that you don't have to think about, then just do the classes. Like, it's not it's not the end of the world. Obviously, I'm encouraging you to try the strength workouts because I think they're freaking amazing and I know you'll love them. But at the end of the day, if you're finding like a few things a bit too overwhelming, but you have those classes booked in at the same time, same day every week, then just do those. That way that's one less thing you have to worry about. And then instead of thinking, right, how the hell am I going to fit every single thing in? That's already taken one barrier down for you. So if it's the nutrition side of things that you want to work on, well, great, let's work on the nutrition. Now, you don't have to count calories in order to see results. There's a lot of my clients that, and who are listening to this, don't count calories and yet they've still seen great results. That is just one avenue. And if counting calories is something that's causing you more stress than anything and having to input the results in, then let's not do it. Like like I said, there's so many different approaches that we can take to make sure that you find your own routine, but it just comes down to trial and error. So, you know, you needed to trial the tracking to see if it was something that you could handle with your responsibilities. But if it's adding too much stress, then let's not even bother with it. There's so many other ways. So like, for example, instead of tracking, three questions you could ask yourself when planning your meals. Do I have a portion of protein in this meal? Do I have a one portion of carbs in this meal? Do I have two to five fruits or vegetables in this meal? Just ask yourself those three questions when writing down your meal plan for the week. Ask them, those, ask yourself those questions every time you're trying to plan a meal. And if you can tick all those boxes off, great, Bob's your uncle. That's all you need to do. Remember, before fitness trackers, before like um, my fitness pal and NutriTrack and phones, women were achieving great results. They were looking after their health and their body. They were losing weight without all this shit. So you can absolutely do it. But it's just about finding the best approach that works for you. And remember, as I keep saying, it takes time to find the best approach because you need to try different ways in order to figure out if they work for you or not. And just because something doesn't work for you doesn't mean there's not another approach that we can take. And that is what I I like am so passionate about helping all of my clients with is that just because one avenue doesn't work doesn't mean there's not another avenue that will work for you. But you have to be patient and you have to give it time so that we can figure that out for you. Because I, I don't know if the, do you know what I mean? I'm only learning about what your lifestyle is um, and, you know, what your responsibilities are, et cetera. So for me, I can't just tell you this is exactly what you should do because I could tell you one thing and it doesn't suit your lifestyle at all. So that's why it's like a trial and error approach trying to figure out the best, you know, way to do things for you. And that only comes from trying things and it not working out and realizing, okay, that's not for you. So why don't we try this other method? But I think taking the pressure off, not expecting to get everything ticked off every single day and also look at maybe the one area that you feel you struggle with the most and just focus on that because I think when we take all this other shit um, away, even though these habits are important, you'll find that at different points of your journey, certain habits are going to be more important than others in terms of what you actually want to focus on. So like, for example, for me, you know, there's times where I'll be honest, I don't really track my, well, I don't track my steps or anything like that. I assume I get a load because of my job, but I don't actually know, but I'm not really worried about it. Whereas like, I'd rather focus on my nutrition. So that's where I place my focus on. So it really just depends on what you feel you need the most help with right now. 
and what you feel like you would benefit from focusing on more. And then that's fine. Just focus on that. It's not to say that I'm not saying just because you choose one thing to focus on, i.e. your nutrition, that you shouldn't get any steps in. Of course, I still want you to be conscious of moving, but coming away from this idea that you have to hit these targets will take an immense amount of pressure off you to try and get everything perfect. And that's what this, like, that's what I try and help you ladies with as my clients is that it's not about perfectionism. It's not about getting everything ticked off every day. I put all these things there to make you aware of what we're looking at, what we're working towards and why we're doing the things we are. But at the end of the day, it takes time to get to those to, to that point and you have to meet yourself with where you're at. And that looks different for everyone and no one's better than the other because we're all on our own journey. We all start at different places and you trying to live up to someone else's expectations or what you know, trying to do what everyone else is doing won't help your journey, won't help you with the goals you're trying to achieve because you don't live the same life they do. You have to meet yourself where you're at. You have to look at what you realistically can do in this moment with everything else going on and just set realistic expectations and see if we can tick those off. And once you set realistic expectations and tick those small little things off, yeah, you might think you could do better and you will do better in the future. But until you build your confidence up up with ticking off these small habits, you won't have that confidence to think, yeah, I can get 7,000 steps. Whereas if you said, right, regardless, I'm going to make sure I get 5,000 every day, like that's my limit, do that for a month. And then you'll start feeling a hell of a lot more confident in having the ability to increase those steps when you feel ready. And I'm just using the steps as an example. Um, But yeah, I thought I'd mention that. That's pretty much it for this week. Um, Thank you to everyone who checked in. Um, And as always, just let me know in the WhatsApp groups if you have any questions about any of the topics that I have discussed today. Um, We can run through them. As you know, I'm always happy to answer any questions that you ladies have. But uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Any questions, let me know and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks a million for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it and I hope that you were able to take home a few tips, tricks and recommendations to help you along your journey. If you are interested in working with me, if you want to join the next Intake of E6, like I said earlier, just drop me a message on Instagram with E6 or fill in the show notes below and I will chat to you on the next episode.